Hello and welcome to our final episode of Capsule Production Podcast for this season, season five. Today I'll be your host, Jovan Lazo, and of course I'm with my good buddy, uh, future Dr. Sean Harris. How are you today? I'm doing good. Um, two things, kind of startling to hear final episode of the season, but also startling to hear future Dr. Sean Harris. We'll be graduating in 12 days, is it? Is it? I'm not counting, but I believe you. <laughs> um, it's coming up fast, and that's going to be a, an interesting process, especially with COVID-19 and, and the limited amount of guests we're allowed to have, but um, at least we're able to walk, so that's definitely a, a good thing, fortunate for us compared to other schools, so we get lucky with that one, but I think the awesome thing about this episode will be the fact that we have uh, two other podcast members on this one, so it's not just going to be us two today. We have two special guests. Um, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'll start. So my name's Rachel Bohorquez. I'm a incoming third year student, which is crazy too. We all have life changes going on. <laughs> We're all getting promoted to our next level, if you could say. And then um, I'm also now SNAPA's president of the UF Cop Orlando chapter. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's it. Hi, so I'm Alvin. I'm also incoming a third year pharmacy student. I'm really excited to start the third year of Rachel. Uh, so right now I'm currently serving as the director of professional programming for IPHL. I'm really excited, looking forward to this third school year. And we're super excited to have you guys again. Um, we're fortunate to have you towards the end of our season three, I believe, towards the end of season three. And, or was it season four, Sean? I don't even remember. But the fact that we were able to get you guys then and we we're able to recruit y'all <laughs> to join the podcast to kind of help us out. And now going forward, you two will basically be the, the face of the podcast. So we're super excited to kind of end the season with you two and then um, start season six with, with your bright, lovely faces. And uh, the world will definitely like to hear your voices and hear what you guys have to say about pharmacy and stuff like that. But to start off, we just kind of wanted to ask you to see how does it feel to be done with your second year of pharmacy school? Rachel, if you want to go first. Yeah, um, honestly, second year was pretty rough. Um, but I mean, there were pros and cons with, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic and how that affected us. Definitely pros and cons. I think a lot of people saved gas money driving to campus. Hmm. Um, a lot of the meetings that we had originally now were on Zoom. So that was kind of nice. Um, but just in terms of the curriculum itself, it was rough, just like the amount of material per classes and just how different it was compared to first year. Um, just how first year was a lot of classes at once. So for example, a typical semester would be like pathophysiology, medchem, a random, you know, population health, something like that, where it was all these like random little classes at once versus how in second year, it's like you're only in patient care five or you're only in patient care three. You know, of course, we have lab ongoing throughout the semester, but I felt like that was just a little bit more manageable in terms of like, okay, I just had this one class I have to focus on, even though the amount of material surpassed anything we had first year. But it just feels really good to be done. And I'm just looking forward to my third year. Yeah, I, I honestly agree, Rachel. Like, it really feels great to be done my second year of pharmacy school like this school year has been rather really quite difficult and challenging for me 
but um, besides the schoolwork, it also has taught me so much as an individual as well. And I believe like going through secondary pharmacy has taught me how to grow as an individual, but I also believe it'll make much progress in my professional career as a future pharmacist. So I know when you're a first year student, all the upperclassmen are always like, oh, just wait till second year, just wait. So I'm curious, what were y'all's expectations for second year and were those met or like, how was it different or how did you sort of feel the year went in comparison to what you were told? Um, I think whatever, what the upperclassmen said came true. Like <laughs> as, <laughs> as soon as I saw that med micro module open up and there was like 40 videos to watch and everything was just, especially ID to start off with, I knew like, okay, they meant what they said. Like that was not, that was not it. So, I mean, honestly, just going through it. And then I'm kind of going through the same thing now. So I've made a lot of 1PD friends and they're complaining about, oh, like um, principles of evidence-based practice. Like I'm dying and I'm like, you have not even taken med micro. Like, how are you going to survive? <laughs> That's so funny. Thank you for that, Rachel. And the funniest part is I believe med micro is actually the easiest class out of the entire second year of pharmacy school. And yeah, like the the two piece from last week, they were not lying to us. Like, like the gap between your block one pharmacy school to block two from first year, like it's like a brick wall that smacks you. But when you start second year, it, it, it it's like times a hundred times. And like, sometimes you just don't know what to do. Like all this information overload, like you just get locked down. You just get into your zone, just do it. And like, like I always ask the two piece from last week, like, how'd y'all do it? And so half of them just say, we don't know. We just did it. And that's honestly how it was. You just buckle down, get your thing done and get through as, as quick as possible. Because at the end of the day, we're all here for common goal, be pharmacists. But it's been really challenging, but also a really rewarding experience at the same time. Definitely. And I think um, Alvin, you kind of touched upon it earlier. Second year really shaped you. And I feel I felt the same way going through it. And I think a lot of other students that have been through this curriculum would agree that your second year of pharmacy school definitely shapes you for your future, whether it's helping you identify your career interest or helping you truly learn how to study, how to prepare, how to be disciplined, how to manage your time, because you have all the elections you're doing. Rachel just listed her lovely uh, accolades, the different student orgs that um, president and members of. So you have all of that going on as well as work, as well as um, if you're doing research on the side, of course, your own personal lives, and then the amount of information you have to learn that you've probably never even knew or heard of before. And it, it's, I think it's a great scenario to be in because like, that's like the core clinical pharmacy knowledge that I feel every pharmacist wants to have, whether it's retail industry, whatever, like this is what exposes you to it. And then it's in the time frame where you're doing so many other things. So it really helps you become a better professional and a better person because you really start to figure out how to time manage and things like that. So that's something that I know I definitely appreciated from first year. I'm glad to see that it's still shaping individuals to be better and to improve who they are. Yeah, but like during, during my second year, um, I well, my the end of my first year, that's when well, at the end of any academic year, that's when all of the elections happen for any organizations or even chair mm -hmm. applications. And me being that very like achieving person, I was like, okay, I'm gonna sign up for all these chair things and so I ended up, so I was president-elect my second year. This past year, I was also chair for breast and ovarian cancer awareness and Kappa Epsilon. Um, 
And I was also the pack chair for SSHP. So at the time, at the end of my first year, I was like, oh, like, you know, I have so many great ideas and I'm so excited for all these things. And then of course, when the time comes and you have to actually do these things, I was like, oh, wow. Like I have this really hard class and trying to get through like patient care too. And then like my colleagues are like, Hey, like we need you to do events. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like trying to manage my time of, you know, planning events. So that it wasn't even included in what I was saying earlier when it was rough, like just by the curriculum itself, but it's all the extracurriculars that you have and work. Um, I just started a new job in March towards the end of my um, spring semester this year. So just starting a new job and your boss wanting you to work a lot of hours so that you can like kind of train and not forget things when you, you know, work every other weekend. So that was rough too. I remember there was a week specifically where I ended up working 40 hours and we had like two exams and people were like, how did you do that? And I was like, honestly, I don't even know. I feel like I just blacked out the whole time and just like, you know, had my things that I had to do each day and I got through it. But, but yeah. Definitely. Um, locking into the zone uh, with a limited amount of time to prepare, that definitely will happen a lot second year. And just wondering, which year did you enjoy more as far as coursework? Was it first year or second year? Um, I definitely liked the material of second year because I feel like that's what I came to school for was to learn the material I learned in second year and you know third year too I think I'm kind of predicting it's going to be the same thing it's just like the very clinical knowledge of it first year it's very introductory you know you're learning a lot of like the behind the scenes stuff that goes into the second and third year material you know I'm not mad about it I understand like why they have to teach it to us like that but I think you know learning like you know all the drugs and the classes and how they work and like seeing like I had a job before I started school and just seeing all their medications and it was kind of like confusing like oh why are they on like two blood pressure meds and then seeing now like from patient care three you learn that you know there's different mechanisms of action so it's like it's all kind of making sense now like what you see at work so it's kind of cool to apply what you learn in school to like your daily job. Gotcha and what about you Alvin which which year did you enjoy more as far as the coursework? Um, so to me, I actually, I believe I've enjoyed both, uh, years because this first year, like Rachel said, it's just pretty much a general introductory course to like pharmacy school. Uh, second year, I enjoy a lot more personally because it actually taught me what pharmacy is all about. Like for me in particular, I found deep interest in like infectious diseases and like different methods we have to combat, like different antibiotics, different mm -hmm. ways we can help treat patients, like improve the quality of life. And also have like a deep interest in like the drug development, development process and new drugs are being brought in the market and also I also have an interest in pharmacogenomics as well but that's pretty much at the moment gotcha and um that's good that you guys like that I didn't like ID <laughs> but we all differ um as far as um is there anything you guys didn't like any courses or any like fields since I mentioned ID uh nothing in particular to me like I, all this is beneficial to my career so I think it's mm -hmm. it's important for me to learn it and like while some subjects may be more dry than others I still look at from perspective of look this is someone's life I'll be potentially helping in the future so just think it in that mindset makes it more uh how do I say this more digestible more easier for me to absorb mm -hmm. it because at this point it, it ties like a meaning to actually learning this material it's not just 
reading words off a slide, relooking slide after slides. It's like, this is someone's life that's online. So you're really gonna pay attention after that. So that's how I get myself through those difficult content. And I'm sure Rachel can test that as well. Yeah, um, honestly, I actually, I love that you brought up pharmacogenomics because I remember in that first episode, we talked about it and both of us were oh, really yeah. <laughs> excited about it. We were like, oh, like, cause it was the first time we ever learned about that. So for me, I think I was just more excited because now, like, I still think it's really interesting and really cool, but I don't know if that's something that I would want to incorporate into my career. Of course, I understand the importance of it, but just having that as like the center of my career is something that I'm not sure that's something I'm into because that's more, in my opinion, like research oriented. And I'm not sure if I'm really going to be heading down towards that path, but it seems based on what you said, you know, working on drug development and, you know, pharmacogenomics still being in your you know, high priority. I think that's really cool that even from first year, you're still like wanting to do that. Cause I guess for me, that's not really the case. Um, since our second year, um, that was like a lot of clinical knowledge. And of course they incorporate a little bit of like the pharmacogenomics into it, you know, different SIP enzymes and all of that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was really cool that you brought that up. Cause I was like, wow, I remember that from first, the first episode. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's, it's definitely something I've like kept you know, on the side, kept looking into, but like over time, like as I looked, I was like, wow, we can have, we can make such an important impact here at pharmacogenomics. Like it's just something that's not really known, but sh I believe it should be because these are something that could potentially impact the lives of our patients, not just for our, our years, but so for future generations, generations to come. So mm -hmm. I believe being on that forefront, being able to help patients, like that just to me is like a bigger calling to me. I want to be able to be out there on the cutting edge innovative lines and just being able to help out as much as I can. Yeah, that's awesome. And then what you brought up about ID or Jobin might've brought it up too. Um, for me, ID is very, it's something I never really knew. I mean, I've, you know, of course, like I wasn't growing up, my mom is a nurse, so she never like took me to the doctor or anything. She always just like treated me at home. So I never was like the kid that was like, you know, always taking antibiotics and stuff. Cause she always was like, oh no, you're fine. So now it's like learning about the different antibiotics and things like that is, it's just so far out for me. Like, especially the names of like all the bacteria and viruses, oh <laughs> very, that's just very um, complex for me, but at the same time, it's still very interesting. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not sure if I'd, I think I need to do a little bit more like looking into to see if like, I'd actually want to do that. It's not something I've completely shut the door to, but I'm just not sure if that's something I want to focus on. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't blame you. Cause I know if like all my, a couple of my friends of farmers, like infectious disease isn't for everybody. But like you've mentioned, Rachel, you pretty much found your calling. Like, I think you know what you want to do. And that's honestly, that's that's amazing because most people right now, they probably don't even know what they want to do at this point. But honestly, what you're doing, I'm rooting for you as well. Like, you have a great career in front of you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, ID is not fun. <laughs> and it's always evolving you know there's a new infectious disease with the coronavirus being out so you know there's it's always evolving it's never ending there's always going to be um new viruses new bugs that you have to worry about and that is never fun but at least if, if you're one of those individuals that are always looking for something new and always be challenged id is definitely a field for you that is for sure um so speaking of COVID 19 how would you say that's kind of like impacted the curriculum 
the UI curriculum and how that how has that kind of impacted you you guys this year? So um, I think it definitely I think it, the, it was different even between first semester and second semester. So first semester, I think you know, the campus was very conservative in terms of the amount of people they'd want on campus. So at first, like not even labs were in person, um, exams were on honor lock. So everything was pretty much virtual except the occasional lab where we would go in. And that was maybe like a less than half of them that we went into. Um, but in terms of the curriculum, I think they kind of kept it the same. Um, I think just hearing off what, you know, other students are saying and what the faculty was saying, I think they made the IRATs and TRATs a little bit easier, but then they made the exams harder in turn, which, you know, kind of caused a lot of reverb and turmoil. But in second semester in spring, when they kind of changed things up a bit as, you know, the vaccine rolled out in December, January time, people are getting vaccinated and, you know, things were kind of like looking up in terms of COVID-19 and they still are, it seems as, you know, everyone's getting vaccinated now. Um, they transitioned it a little bit more in person to make it, I think, a little bit more, not fair, but I think just a little bit more manageable because I think they're having a hard time with, you know, worrying about people not being honest on their exams and, you know, when they're at home. So now in the spring semester, they had all exams and all labs were in person. And, you know, you had the option to choose whether to be on Zoom or whether to be in person. So some people chose in person, I think, because at home they realized they couldn't really learn and they were just like doing laundry or just like not paying attention in class. And then for others, you know, being at home really works for them. So I think it was I liked how spring semester went more than fall because in fall they also made you rotate around for your in-person. So you'd be like they have you in groups of A, B and C. And then like, there'd be like, oh, group A is in class today. And then Thursday, group B is in class. And some people would be like forgetting which group they were in and not keeping track. And it wasn't really on the calendar. So then people were like, it was a whole mess. But I think second semester, they really shaped it up. And I think it went well this semester. And um, I mean, Alvin can talk a little bit more about patient care five with the assignment change if he wants to. I know that caused a lot of turmoil in our class, but yeah, I can definitely cover that one. So basically what Rachel was saying is about patient care five, they decided to remove all our IRATs and TRATs altogether. And they replaced these with MetList assignments. And we weren't aware of how strict the rubric was. And everyone I knew was like failing, like people I know that are straight A students were receiving failing, like, like they're getting 20, 30, 30, 40% on these MetList assignments. I'm like, no, that's not happening. Like, I know this girl, she's not that dumb. Like she's typically a straight A student. And of course, you know, people started emailing professors, professors receiving a lot of hate mail, and that's wasn't a pretty picture. So by the end of the day, we all got through patient care five and passed, hopefully, most of us. But originally, going back to your question, I believe COVID-19 definitely had an impact on how the curriculum was run. Uh, everything was moved online, including our classes, meetings, and events. And it was initially quite difficult making change for me, uh, but over time, it got easier, and then eventually, I became used to it. But since everything was done digitally, I missed a lot of the human interaction that we would normally get when we're on campus. So I know that because I'm personally, I'm a people person. So being around people and like talking to everyone on a daily basis, just it helps me, it gets my, my mind going. And so saying, since I'm staying inside all day and like just studying, watching lectures and attending meetings through Zoom, it's, it's honestly had like a negative impact on my mental health, which brings up my next thing, 
please people like take care of your mental health like I don't care if it's like a day or two like please take care of it because like you don't know what that person is going through like I personally like I was probably the worst pain of my life like second year even though it was the hardest part of my life it taught me the most about myself as an individual and from there I can use all that what I've learned about myself through this year and just to hopefully build on that and progress myself forward Yeah, thank you guys for sharing your experiences because that's I, I I can tell it's been a difficult year. Like so much stuff going on, like with COVID, and then it's it's quite frankly like the most difficult academic year in our curriculum. So definitely um, proud of you guys. You know, you guys are pretty much done with the toughest year, so you guys are getting it done, and you guys are pre- pretty much gonna accomplish anything once this year is over. So definitely proud of you both. So I know you guys have started getting more of these clinical classes. You're learning more about drugs and disease states. You've had your summer community rotation. You're about to go on your hospital um, rotation this summer now. So I'm just curious, um, do you guys have any career goals or interest in mind so far? And if so, have they changed at all from what they may have been during first year? Um, yeah, I can start first. Um, I know, so towards the end of my first year when I was, um, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I still had my CVS job, but I knew that I didn't want to do retail. So then from there, I kind of was very open on, you know, what my path would be from there. And then my second year classes kind of guided me towards wanting to be in hospital because my first year when um, everyone was applying for like the Advent Health intern positions, I didn't even apply because I was like, I don't know what that is. I'm like nervous about that. Like that's kind of a big job. And, and, you know, just starting in your first year, it was just a lot on my plate already of just adjusting. So I don't have any regrets about not applying to Advent because I think it worked out later that I still ended up getting a hospital job, but it just took me like a little bit to know, um, what they do like in hospital pharmacy and how that differs from retail. So my second year classes really helped to shape that and kind of help me understand like, okay, like this is what you do as a clinical pharmacist. So um, at the end of, like I said earlier, I got a job at a hospital in um, late, like mid-March. So I'm definitely excited. And I think there's a lot of opportunities for growth there. I know it's hard because our fourth year is all rotations. And then of course I and leaning towards doing a residency. So that's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be sad when I have to leave that job when I go for a residency, but I think it definitely like helped me establish connections like in that um, field already. So, you know, like specifically what you want to do a residency in, whether it's like PEDS, AMCARE, just generalized. Yeah. So actually my boss right now, he is, um, he has actually his own podcast too, and he's from Advent Health and he moved over to where I work at the Leesburg hospital. So he is very like, um, what's the word he very, he really wants us to like prepare for residency. Like when he was telling me about this job, he was like, I don't even want you to call it an internship because it's not an internship. It's like, I'm preparing you to go to residency. And that was something I really liked. That was what I was wanting to do at the time. And that's still what I want to do. So every month we, or it's not monthly, but it's, you know, every few months or so we have what's called an intern CTP. So he just gets with us and like, he wants us to like talk about our goals and things like that. So my first one I just had at the end of March and he asked me to like put my career interests on there. So I had 
psych on there. I had admin, I had Amcare, and then I had pain management as well. But those are classes I haven't even had yet. But that was, those are things that, you know, I thought would be good that they, I had interest in, but I also would, you know, want to do residency, like more geared towards that because I was talking to a pharmacist there and they're like, yeah, everyone's good at like hypertension. Everyone's good at diabetes. So it's like finding your one, you know, thing that you're, that would make you stand out and be unique is important to think about. So. Definitely. And that's, that's why you'll see like a lot of different pharmacists have a lot of letters added to their name. So the different um, certifications that they get, whether it's a BCPS, um, BACP, et cetera, et cetera, always trying to find something to kind of help them stand out compared to the others, maybe to HIV that they, that they have, um, hepatitis C, so different things like that. And I think that's like something that um, for you and Alvin, it definitely just like keep in mind going forward is like different things that I could do, maybe a master's um, in business if you're going to do admin or um, is it MPH, is that public health, master's in public health, you know, like doing different things like that, maybe getting another degree or licensures, certifications to assist you in your career and kind of help you stand out with everybody else. That's always good to have. Um, and what about you, Alvin? Do you have any specific career goals or interests? Uh, yeah, so currently, as of right now, I'm still interested in pursuing a career in industry pharmacy, uh, specifically MSL, which is Medical Science Liaison. So basically, right after I'm promotion on pharmacy school, I'll be looking for a fellowship afterwards so I can carry on my career in the industry. Uh, so currently, I'm part of the IPHO eBoard, serving as a director of professional programming. And I hope to gain experience and knowledge from of industry pharmacy through this leadership position. Um, however, even though I'm more geared towards industry, I'm still open to the idea of potentially pursuing a career in hospital pharmacy. I don't want to limit myself. I want to have different options down the road, but I believe at the moment industry is still my number one goal. And then number two would be hospital and see when we get there, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there are some people that also do both where they'll get a residency and then do a fellowship. I've only heard really? one person that said, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a more recent grad. And that person was just like, honestly, the only thing it, it even helped me with was presentations. But besides that, it was like, there was really no point in doing that. Like I could have got better at presentations during my fellowship, but he was like, that was the one thing I came in, like standing out with presentations. I was way better than the rest of my peers um, as far as like during my fellowship. But it was like, other than that, I don't, I think it was kind of a waste of time, <laughs> but that was that person's opinion. I think that would a grain of salt. Most of the other people I talked to did say to do both. Um, and it, I mean, it doesn't hurt, you know, that's one thing to help you stand out. A lot of people just go into industry, but if you have that, that residency background, all that clinical knowledge you possess, the um, relationships, that's what an MSL is. It's all about relationships. So yes, sir. relationships with the doctors, uh, the different um, KOLs, the key opinion leaders, I believe they're called at the different facilities is definitely important and, and something you can do. You'll be able to do, um, having a residency is meet a lot of different uh, professionals. And also definitely if you end up doing that, don't forget about your buddy here. Um, <laughs> just in case they're hiring or they're looking for a uh, for MSL, hey, I got your name on the list. First yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put my name on the list. Say you might know you might know a guy um, that might be interested. So just let them know. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I appreciate that. Um, awesome. Okay, so the careers are kind of forming. Um, I like that. So with Rachel, hopefully, you know, next year you'll kind of be able to narrow it down. The tough thing 
about psych is psych and pain. There's not a lot of wrote like uh, rotations with that. So you might have to, to leave the Orlando area to get that. I think they have them like down south as far as psych. And I think pain might be like up north and down south. But just something to think about, be open-minded. A um, little bit of advice I would give you, which some people would forget about when I talked to them when they were ranking um, this year. I was like, hey, if your lease is up or if you can get out of your lease early, just do all the rotations you can in Orlando area first and then just move to a different city for like two rotations. Just talk to an Airbnb person and just like do the extended stay or whatever and then you're good. You know, so it's not too costly for you. You don't have to pay for furniture and everything. Like everything's already there. You can kind of make it simple for you and you can have some fun out of it too, you know, um, in a new city, new experience. So that's something that you could definitely think about. And I don't want you to feel limited when you're like looking at ranking because I know that comes in kind of early um, and in your third year as far as like ranking the different regions. So I just want you to be aware about that. And then definitely Alvin, like with the... I didn't do it. I probably should have. <laughs> I was just lazy. But uh, with the industry rotations, because a lot of them you have to like apply, like I think write an essay and stuff like that. So that's something that try to get on early if, if you're interested in. Um, that's something that I would definitely recommend doing, getting like a cover letter ready, make sure your CV is ready if they need that. So that way all you have to do is just work on the, the, like the essay or cover letter that they want and your CV is already good to go. Yeah, that's a good point because I I didn't even know that they didn't have like psych or pain op opportunities in Orlando just because we haven't had the chance to look at any of the rotations yet. But I know that's early in our third year we get to start ranking those, which is nice. But I'm definitely looking forward to actually that's a really good point because I definitely want to, you know, try working in places outside of Orlando because it's all about networking at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So um, my brother lives in Miami, so I could even just like stay with him for like a month or two and, you know, try to head down south and see if that's something that I like, really want to do or not. I think it's going to be like a good trial run because if that's like if that's something I'm interested in, I I want to get like job experience, at least doing it. So I definitely want to look into that. So thanks for that. Yeah, of course. And I think it was like for a lot of there or Miami that had it. But at the same time, I would say just. If you can't get that, try to get a VA because they'll definitely have pain and psych pharmacists there. So whatever your rotation is, I mean, I, I did this at my sites and they let me. So it's like, hey, is it, do you know somebody that works in this if you're interested in it? And like, can you reach out to them and ask them if I could shadow them when I'm done with my shift here? So like, I would just do something like that and just like shadow for like an hour or two just to get a feel for whatever field it is, just to see if I wanted to do it or not as a profession. So that's something that you can definitely do. Um, even with your hippie, I don't uh, recall where you said it was at, if you said it earlier. But if it's at like a VA where they have that, that's something that I would definitely recommend, especially if it's your hippie, they'll probably let you definitely um, help out, like let you do more of what you want rather than on rotations because you're there really to help them on rotations. But on my hippie, they definitely let me go like anywhere I was interested in. They let me go shadows. So that's something that you could definitely try to do um, coming up for sure. And speaking of that, so actually, yeah, where where is your hippie? <laughs> where are your hippies? And are you guys excited about the your hippies coming up? Your hospital? Um, I don't remember all the letters stand for, but basically, we call it hippie here at UF for everybody that's listening that doesn't go to UF. It's basically um, our hospital, what would you say, interprofessional experience, 
before rotations, um, before your third, before you start your third year? Uh, it's actually called, like, uh, yes. Yeah. So it's called Hospital Introductory Pharmacy Practice Experience. Yeah, something like that. There we go. <laughs> Hospital Introductory Pharmacy Practice Experience. Um, but we just call it HIPPI for short. And we do the same thing when we, whenever we're mentioning KIPI. That's just the community one that you do after your first year. Yeah, so actually mine is at Advent Health East Orlando, which is where Sean, our friend, is at. So <laughs> <laughs> Sean is there right now. So that's where mine is. And it's block three. So it's like June, late June to July 16th. We're around there. So um, that's exciting. I'm excited to um, like, since now I have, uh, by that point, I'll have around three months of experience at my own hospital. So it'll be cool to kind of see how they run their stuff over there and then kind of compare and maybe even, you know, bring things back to improve my hospital, something like that. But it's exciting. Yeah, it definitely sounds exciting, Rachel. Excited for you. Uh, so my hippie rotation will be this will be at Avon Health Tampa. So I'm really looking forward to the experience and basically learning about the profession of hospital pharmacy for the first time. So I'm in block two, so I'll be starting on May 24th. Uh, another thing, I'm just happy to be moving back to Tampa for my rotation because that's pretty much where all my friends and family are from, and it feels really good to be back in the Bay Area for summer. Yeah, and I also think that's, that's cool for you, Alvin, that you're doing it somewhere else. That's the one regret that I have about like all my rotational experiences is that I didn't get the opportunity to go somewhere else, like just to see how pharmacies practice outside of Central Florida or yeah. just to start, you know, networking, building connections there. So I think that that would have been a good thing to maybe go to a different place, like maybe do my last rotation in a different city, mm. for example, or do my kippy in a different area than Orlando, just to kind of get my name out there and meet some new pharmacists. So I think that's pretty cool. You're going back home, probably get to save on some money, eat a lot yeah. of food. <laughs> yeah, and it also helps like the fact that I also went to USF for my undergrad. So like the hospital is placed right behind USF. And like some of my friends that are currently USF pharmacy, like some of them say, hey, give it a shot. Like, why not try it out? Like venture outside of Orlando, like see, like you, like you mentioned, you're like mm -hmm. go out and see how different parts of Florida are run differently through pharmacy. and like basically expanding my experience and like seeing it from all different perspectives and angles. Got it. Do you know any other students that have that rotation with you? Um, as of right now, I, I do not, but I probably should since I'm starting the next couple of coming weeks, but definitely will. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll find out soon enough. What about you, Rachel? Um, I don't know anyone that's on mine. Um, I think actually I do, but she's in the block before me. So I don't know anyone that's like in my current block, but I know she has it like a, the one before me. So that's gonna be nice so I can ask her like how yeah. it was. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I feel bad for her cause I don't think she knows anyone before her. So, I mean, it's, it'll be fine anyways, but it's just gonna be nice to have like that one little, like, oh, hey, like how was it kind of Then there's there's quite a bit of us that are that are doing a residency there too. So you'll have some people you could always reach out to. I think it's Sean, correct me if I'm wrong. Brandon's there, Tracy, and who's the third person? Kim. Kim. So um Brandon, Tracy, and Kim from our class will be there. So it's a good there's always those people too that you can always reach out to and um ask them for help if you have any questions and stuff like that for sure. Um yeah, okay, awesome. So Avon Health it seems like they're taking everybody except for Sean. 
Um, <laughs> hey, now. I was texting Rachel in the background letting her know that my VA has a PGY2 in pain, pally, and spikes. So they may have an APPE for her. So that is said, true. You might be able to hook that up. Maybe maybe something can, can work out that way. And even if not, maybe you can come up and shadow too. That would also be pretty cool if you, if you had some free time. Yeah. And then um, see the power of networking. Boom. Um, <laughs> right before your eyes. <laughs> exactly. Right before your eyes. And everybody is listening um, right before your ears. Um, as far as the... All right. So basically, you know, you're coming into your third year. It's not going to be as challenging as second year. Trust me. Um, you'll get through it. You already know how to get through everything. But now you guys have willingly put on another thing on your plate, which is the lovely Capsule Production Podcast. Why did you guys allow myself and Sean to convince you <laughs> to join and add this to your already busy plates? Um, honestly, I think it's just something fun to do like in my free time. And, you know, we talked about this separately before, but it's just a way for me to, so personally, I get a little bit nervous talking to people that I don't know. And especially, you know, healthcare professionals that I could possibly, you know, like network in. So for me, it's just like practicing how to talk to these people and just remembering that like outside of their pharmacist role, they are people too. So it's just being able to improve on my like speaking skills and just being less nervous and more comfortable, especially for residency and rotations with things that I'm going to have to do that all the time every day. So it's just going to help me practice that since I'm going to be taking on a little bit more of the interviewing side. So that's something I'm really looking forward to is just kind of getting better at talking to people more naturally. And you'll be able to, you'll also be able to practice your admin abilities too um yeah. you'll kind of be one of the boss and you can boss basically you'll be bossing me and sean around and alvin so lucky you <laughs> what about you alvin uh so i'll just say that i got forced into this um i didn't really have much of an opportunity uh sean joven helped me at one point i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah i didn't really <laughs> No, no, no. I'm actually really excited that, that Sean Joven approached me with the opportunity to part of this podcast. And I thought it would be a great opportunity to grow and try something different. And like, it has helped me tremendously on my speaking skills. And not only that, just networking in general, like just knowing how to reach out to people, finding different individuals to speak to the podcast, but doing so has pretty much helped me gain like a connection. Like one of the speakers we had here, Patrice, like I wouldn't have met him if it weren't for the podcast. Like that's something right there that came through this podcast. But I'm also just excited to be here and be part of this amazing group with Sean, Joe, and Rachel, and very excited to see what the future holds for us. Yeah, I can definitely sense how much growth, like just in speaking and confidence, just your whole presence on the podcast has just grown so exponentially. I remember our first episode, we were like talking for a while. We were all just so nervous. I mean, that's when I was getting into the whole interviewing aspect too. And I was nervous. And then now listening to you both talk, you guys are just so polished. And I'm sure with you guys' brilliant minds and creativity that the podcast will be in good hands. So and hopefully, hopefully you guys will let uh, me and Joven make a few guest appearances here and there. <laughs> 
I know I have such a fond memory of the first time we ever like our first episode together on the podcast and it took us probably an hour and a half to even get started because I was so nervous I was like okay okay <laughs> just like practicing the questions like looking over everything so it was like preparing for a presentation that's <laughs> what it felt like to me <laughs> exactly but here we are like y'all mentioned like I believe we've grown so much like just since the last time you had our uh, our episode like I've noticed like me and Rachel's like we've definitely improved on like our, our speaking skills for once like even our presentation like our interaction like how we've grown as a professional as it's like this is an amazing way to like document and like keep track of how we've grown as individuals and professionals basically yeah exactly and even with the lack of human interaction we've had with COVID-19 like I'm really proud of us yes. like we've done a lot of growing this year so <laughs> yes we did and for all of those that are wondering if you would like to go back and listen to Alvin and Rachel before they were so polished, it is season three, episode seven. Uh, <laughs> the exact episode, if you guys want to hear that. Drop that link. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to do. Drop it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, no, like Alvin, you sound like you've been media trained. So I need to know who, who trained you because you're sounding uh, like I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you sound amazing. I'm like, wow, this guy. That's awesome because it, it must be that new mic, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and that's that's great because presentations is something you'll not be able to get away from. You know, speaking to um, important people, especially for you, if you're interested in being an MSL or an in industry. But that's something that is difficult without experience to properly train yourself and to communicate with big name professionals because you know as a student the biggest person you talk to is maybe the professor but you're not talking to the boss of the pharmacy you're not talking to the boss of the school you know so that's like a different type of pressure that kind of gets on you and it's like you want to make a good impression and it's like do I laugh at this is this a joke or is this serious (laughs) like what is going on so it's just like you want to know like when can you crack a joke and when you can't when um you know certain tone certain diction certain words to say and just like delivery and presence you know you want to be poised you don't want to seem like you're sweating your hands are all sweaty when you're trying to meet this person shake their hand have a good um solid conversation so that's something that the podcast definitely helped me with is definitely communicating with other healthcare professionals and I can already hear it like Sean said that um the improvement in in the way you guys are presenting yourself here so that's super awesome I'm super glad that this is going to help you with that and help you with your career when it comes to interviews um especially since a lot of um, like the residency interviews were virtual, you know, so you can't really get a feel in person. So it's, I think being able to do podcasts like through a Zoom or um, online, not being virtually and being able to have an impact with the person you're interviewing, you'll be able to have that also come across in, in potential job interviews or anything else that you're doing. So I think that's, this is like a great opportunity to kind of build up that that practice and help you guys try to be as perfect as you can in the future with it. So with that being said, how excited are you guys to like truly be the ones like what, what's the first thing you guys are going to do? Like, are you going to erase all the old episodes? Are you (laughs) changing the logo? What's, what's going to happen? Um, so I'm looking forward to finding people to interview. And I think we talked about this before, but I've already been having my eye on some people that, you know, could be really good. Um, candidates for the show to have them interview so that's really exciting 
And of course, I think we talked, we all talked about changing the logo. So we're gonna have to like work on that. But I mean, our logo was nice, but I think it could be improved a little bit more to make us stand out. So I'm really excited to see what that turns into. And yeah, just finding people to interview and, you know, the talks we're going to have and bringing more material that's interesting for our listeners to tune into. Yeah, I'm really excited to help pretty much take over Capsule Production Podcast, Rachel. I'm ready to take it to the next level. Uh, so my goals for this year would probably be just work on our social media presence, like work on our Instagram, getting more followers up, and hopefully finding some sponsors for us just so we can get funded and sponsored from now on. But that's pretty much it for me. I like the sound of sponsors. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Maybe we can get some merch. That'd be pretty cool. Right? Like, uh, a, like a t-shirt or mugs with, yes. our logo, with our new logo on it. Dog toys for, for KVA since she was our first interview. <laughs> I want to make sure. If we, if we do do some merch, I want to get some dog toys. Um, for yes. Teddy and Riley, I believe. Is it Teddy and Riley? I know Teddy. I don't know about the other Teddy dog. and Johnny. Teddy and Johnny. Teddy and Johnny. So shout out. Shout out to and that is season three, episode one, our very first episode with Riley and Joven. Hey, classic. That is a classic, people. If you haven't listened to it, you should listen to it right now. Stop this episode. <laughs> Go to that one. And then come back to this one and finish it. Um, oh, I, I have one more question. Um, earlier when we were talking about COVID-19 and how that's going with the curriculum. So you said before that it was like, split up in a b c so then they they changed that to like half the class would come in like whoever said they wanted to come in yeah so the way it was before was every every single person was split into a b and c depending on your team number so it was like teams 49 to 54 were were group a and then etc for the other ones so you were assigned um like it was like for one class, one ALS, it was group A in person, groups B and C on Zoom. And that's how they would do it. And then they would rotate around. So then it'd be group B on Zoom and then, or group A, group B in person, and then A and C on Zoom, et cetera, just like rotating around. And then I think that just had a little bit of negative feedback. So I think some people are just, it was hard to keep up like when you're supposed to be in person and when you weren't. And then combining that with like the lab being in person or on zoom depending on the week so it was just kind of a lot to keep up with so for spring they sent out an email and they're like hey if you want to be in person or if you want to be on zoom fill out this survey and let us know what you want to do so the people that chose in person they kind of had to rearrange some of the teams too depending on you know if three out of the four people said zoom and one person said in person the in-person you know on that team had to move to an in-person team. So some of the teams got moved around a little bit too. Luckily, all four of my teammates all said Zoom, so we stayed together. But the in-person group had to be in-person for every single ALS. And then just like how it was before COVID. And then the Zoom people just only had to be on Zoom for the whole semester. Okay, that's exactly what I was wondering. I was like, wait, how did this team structure work then? Because if somebody was there, it's like, yeah all each other in class like how did you communicate but that makes sense okay so they kind of had to switch the teams up and as far as like communicating with your classmates was that still been pretty easy or pretty challenging with everything um so my team we just facetime for every single class so i have like zoom on my computer my ipad was facetime with 
my team and then I just had my phone for you know whatever but yeah I mean it was fine like we were just it was kind of hard when like if you get called on you had to like make sure your iPad was muted with the FaceTime and then you had to like turn on your mic on Zoom and then make sure like there was no like um feedback going through feedback yeah exactly and sometimes if you didn't know the answer and your team was trying to help you you could hear your team like through and go through zoom they'd be like oh like they're answering for you basically like through facetime and then through zoom so gotcha gotcha okay and then alvin what about with you and your your team did you stick with online or did you do in person so I decided to go in person because i was tired of sitting in my apartment all day and i had to get out and like I actually like being in person because like the whole interaction and the experience and like being with people and kind of going off what Rachel said about like your teammates helping you. I totally relate that because when I get called on in class or like when my teammates get called on, we all just all of a sudden we become like a group. We all hold it and we just start throwing our laptops, our notebooks, that person being called to say this, say that, say this. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, I kind of like that. Just everyone coming together just to help out. And that's the aspect I miss about being in person and rather being, yeah, it's being online. That makes me think about um, how first year I was friends with like so many other people. And then this year, it's like, honestly, I stayed friends with my first year team more than anything. And I think that's happened. I'm not sure actually Jovan and Sean, you guys could like put some input on this. But do you feel like you stayed friends with your first year team since you guys like started out together? Or do you feel like since you were in person for all three years. So do you feel like your second year, like you were friends with them more, like your team from then, or like even like outside of your teams, maybe you were friends with like other people who weren't even on any of your teams. It's just hard for me to gauge since like with COVID when everything was online, I think a lot of us just like huddled to our little first year group and just stayed with them because that was like our comfort zone. But I just like, I'm curious to see how it is like normally. Yeah, so for me, I'll be quite honest with you. My uh, first year team, we have group chats on texting still. We have group chats on Facebook Messenger. We grab we grab uh, lunch and dinner still. We, um, we're actually trying to talk about how we can time getting to graduation at the same time so we all sit together. So yeah, we're still pretty close-knit. Um, love those guys. I definitely feel like with being less in person. So for me, I got out of my comfort zone more second and third year through like organizations and sort of being like a leader, which you guys will probably be experiencing. You guys experienced it this year, but even more so next year when you are the upperclassmen on campus, you are the top of the food chain. So then all the underclassmen, it's kind of that surreal feeling. Are they going to be looking up to you? So then you can kind of befriend people from other classes more and then you'll expand it for sure, but definitely challenging um, when you're not in person. So I can, I can definitely see how you, like, it's more comforting to go to the people who you spent a whole year with and like a, a more close knit environment. So, but yeah, you'll definitely keep those friendships because that first team is definitely the most special. Yeah, I'm like the same with my first team. Like we all go out to dinner after like most of our exams and we are, t- we literally talk in our group chat like every day. I'm always talking to them, so. Yeah, I agree. I think the first team is always special. Um, just, you know, the trials and tribulations you, you guys are all going through. And th- these are the first people you came friends with. So it's kind of hard to to lose that. And you're going to always keep in touch. Um, my first team, we don't still text each other in a group chat, but we all still talk to each other individually. Um, 
but I would say my, I mean, not my entire third, third year team, just one person. Like we talk every day, <laughs> but um, I would say that's it. Like my second year team, I don't really talk to them much, but there's no issues or anything. It's just, we weren't the closest of friends and you'll have, I think everybody has it one year like that. If it's not their first, it might be their second or third, but they're not the closest of friends, but there's no problem. Like we'll check in on each other. Like, Oh, how are you doing? Did you get, a, did you match? Like, how did this go for you? Blah, blah, blah. So it's like, we still keep in touch. I saw one of them not so long ago and we were talking, but um, you'll have one. I think every person has that one class or that one group or team that they loved and definitely, Definitely a first year was it for Sean and I, for sure. Yeah, same. I mean, my second year team, I was kind of the same as you. Like, we never had any issues. And actually, I work with two of them now. But we never were super close either. Like, we'd be on FaceTime for all of our classes. And that's when we would, you know, talk and, you know, catch up on things. But we never really talked outside of that. But, I mean, again, there was never issues. But, you know, it was nice. I think that was the only team we never did anything. We never did yeah, anything. We never hung out outside of anything either. Yeah. But like, I'm, I think I'm pretty sure we did, or at least we tried our third year, like maybe like, so I think it was six of us, so at least like three or four showed up. So we tried, but we didn't even try any, anything our second year. We just all had our own lives and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you always have that one special year um, of people. Is there any other questions that you guys have for us? No. Uh, I have one, actually. Are you all excited to start your uh, rotations officially? Oh, like our, our residencies? Yeah, sorry, residencies. Uh, Sean's super excited. Because <laughs> I love Sean. And Sean's super excited. I'm super excited to start it because that means I'll be done studying for the Netflix and MPJ. <laughs> so that's, that's what's going to make me excited to start because it's like, I'm tired of looking at the RX prep book and studying that stuff. But I'm, I'm excited to learn, you know, I'm excited to learn again. Um, I was already there for my block. So I know the people, which helps a lot. Sean knows some of them as well. Cause he had a rotation there. So he knows, he knows how much fun we have when we're there. So it's a great environment um, of pharmacists, great team. So I'm excited to be with those individuals. It's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, a lot of hard work. That's a given, but if I'm going to work hard, I would at least like to enjoy it. So I know I will with those people um, being a nicer area. I think another thing I like is kind of, you get some money. So a little bit of change that so I'm able to to move out, have my own place, no roommates and stuff like that. So I kind of like that fact. I feel like I'm growing into a man, so to speak, and like having my own specific um, place. I'm alone, like I'm completely responsible for things and, and stuff like that. So I kind of like that, that aspect as well. So I'm excited to just kind of come into my own zone. Um, kind of since I'm doing Amcare, it's obvious what I'm going for career-wise, but um, just being able to truly practice it day in and day out. I think that's big. And I don't have to do a lot of stuff I don't like to do anymore <laughs> that you would have to do in class or in rotation. So it's at least I'm, I'm catered to the careers in the, the Z states that I like. So that's, that's what's going to be fun. Yeah, man, that's honestly really exciting to hear from you. I'm really happy for you. And I'm really Thank excited you. to see what the future holds for you and where you're going to take your career to. Well, what about you, Sean? What do you think? I know you're going to be a, you're leaving us going off mm-hmm. to Gainesville. <laughs> Yeah, that I'm super excited. That's the one part I'm most nervous about is moving out of Orlando from being born and raised in it. 
but for me on paper and then also how I felt during my interview for me that's just the place I ranked the highest I feel like it I meshed well with everybody I interviewed with and then also on paper it had so much opportunities for what I want to do in terms of um, possibly doing critical care possibly doing um, administration so for me I'm super excited because it kind of seems like like Joven was touching on pretty much everything Joven just echoed. I was just nodding my head like, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> I feel the exact way. But um, he can't really feel like, oh, I'm just excited to start because he's on his um, break rotation right now. So yeah, so I'm not too excited to start. I'm I'm enjoying life a little. Not not really because of COVID, but wink wink. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I've seen all your food posts, man. You are yeah. eating well. And I'm just <laughs> Yeah, a little, little uh, safe traveling. Mass always. I'm vaccinated. Safe travels. <laughs> you know, gotta gotta stay responsible. But yeah, enjoying enjoying my six weeks off that I finally got to have, um, that I was waiting for. And you, I know a lot of people had it earlier. I was supposed to have it my first block, but with COVID, things got changed around. And um, I think it I think it worked out for me. I think it worked out to have had the last six weeks off. And you finish on Friday, right, Sean? Or everybody does. Yeah. Everybody will finish Friday. Friday. So May seventh, I believe that is. Yeah. May seventh will be the last day for rotation. So wow. We'll all be done. Fifteenth will all be graduating. And the fifteenth we graduate. So very exciting. Yeah. Wow, we're we're adults now, Sean. Dr. Lazo. Ooh. <laughs> Got a ring to it, right? Yeah. Say it again, Sean, one more time for the people that weren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> man, this man. I'm, I'm going to be worried about you in 12 days, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Oh, man. Then I get to, uh, it's going to, we got to, we got to link up. Are you, we'll talk after, after the pod. We got to link up, though. Because it's going to be the last time we all get to see each other for a while. That's true. We might have to plan something. I don't know about the night before or the right after graduation, like a photo or something like that. But okay. But yeah. Um, so Alvin, that was, was that the only question you had? Yeah, it's pretty much the only question I had. And thank you all for answering. I'm really excited to see what the future holds for both of you. Well, we're, we're going to do everything. Me and Rachel do everything we can to keep you all proud. We're going to keep this podcast going. You know, take it to the next level. Oh, well, just so you know, you already made us proud. So anything you do here is just like icing on the cake. Um, don't ever worry about that. Like you, you and Rachel, y'all can't disappoint us. Um, for those of you that don't know, Rachel is Sean's little and Alvin's like, Sean's adopted little. <laughs> so it's like he, he has his, his littles here and it's, you know, KE family, the brotherhood. So it's, there's nothing you guys could possibly do to disappoint us or not have us be proud of you. You guys been killing it. Um, you know, we're here to help any any way we can as a resource, whether it's pharmacy or with life in general, anything. You know, we just care about both of you individually. We want the best for both of you. So you as you always know, like if there's ever anything, you guys can reach out to us. But don't ever worry about trying to make us proud because y'all y'all have already done that, man. You guys are killing it. Yeah, if anything, we just want to continue like helping you guys elevate your craft and your career. So yeah, we just want to be a service to you. So don't don't ever feel that way. 
that you got to make us proud or there's expectations you got to live up to. I know I, I didn't have a chance to talk to you, Alvin, but I told Rachel, I was like, hey, this is you guys' thing. If you guys want to do eight episodes a season, do eight. Like, we wanted to release episodes on Mondays. And if not, we, it was probably just me. <laughs> so sorry, Sean, we didn't talk about it. But <laughs> it's like, <laughs> communication, baby, on the podcast. That's how, that's how we get work done. One of us usually just say something and we just do it. And it's like, all right, that's it. Um, that's how we work. Uh, so, yeah, it's just like, you know, if you want to release on Tuesdays, you can. Evenings, whatever times. If you want to change the logo, change it. You know, um, it's, it's in your hands. You do what you want. Power, the power is yours. Um, you know, it's just, you guys are in control. So just make it yours. And that's, that's what Sean and I did. Sean's like, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. What if we had this? What if we had that? I was like, ooh, I like the way you think, Sean. And so it's just, we made it our own. And so that's same thing with you guys. Just make it your own. Um, whatever twist you want to do, add to it, change, whatever, like feel free to do it. We don't want to hold you back from your creativity or from your process because everybody's different, you know? Thank you. All right. And then Rachel, did you have any questions for us? Are you good? No, yeah, I'm good. All right, awesome. Sean, you got uh, any questions for them? Or for me, I guess. I don't know. Oh, they, they, seem like, they seem like they're eager to just take over. So I think, I think we better just uh, close yeah. the episode, man. They're ready. They're ready. <laughs> I guess I guess um, you, should, you should do the honor, Sean. So last time, I guess closing, closing one out. It's only right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Capsule Production Podcast. To me, Jovin, and also Riley during our tenure. Season mm-hmm. three, season four now season five and closing it's been a real it's been a real great time thank you everyone for listening to us it's it's been a pleasure definitely thank you thank you thank you we can't express it enough um you know even though we're not there anymore our our stuff is still on instagram still on the facebook page as far as our link tree our information's still there so if you need sean or i like definitely feel free to reach out to us don't hesitate um we'll be busy so it might take a while but we'll respond i promise just just might be a while um but definitely don't feel don't hesitate to reach out i know i've had a couple people reach out to me on linkedin so thank you for doing that thank you for being willing don't you don't have to be shy or feel like you know you can't do this or anything we don't know you or anything there's been a couple of people i have i've never heard of in my life and we had a great chat and i was able to help them out with whatever problems they were having so definitely feel free to reach out to us. And um, we just want to help everybody that's listening. I just want to be a service to y'all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening. And any, any advice or tidbits, don't give it to Sean or I give it to Rachel and Alvin (laughs) because this is their project now, but any, any little bit of advice you guys have or, or tidbits to kind of improve the podcast, definitely reach out to them and let them know for sure. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you.